Hello and welcome to the Luxury Lounge. That's right, every Thursday we head in the lounge, we air our grievances with the world. And the grievance can be big, it can be small, it can be frivolous. Really, the lounge is here for you. It is your safe space. Nobody can look at you and say, there's bigger issues in the world. No, the only issue is your issue. That's the only issue that exists. That is the only issue that matters. And you can come in here anytime you'd like and send in your complaint. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. Title it Luxury Lounge. That's right. Title it Luxury Lounge. And then give us like what it is in the in the in the title. Luxury Lounge dash baratada. And remember, keep your luxury lounge complaints to about take your thumb and your pointer finger and make a little corner of a box and that's how long it should be but listen the lounge only works because you continue to come into the lounge so i want to thank you thank you for being a part of this thank you for telling your friends your coworkers. and here's what i ask of you if you enjoyed if you laughed today because of this podcast send it to a friend Send it to a coworker. Make it your Instagram story. Last week, you guys all, so many posts from last week's episode. It is, it truly feathers this podcaster's nuts. Every time you post it to Instagram story or tell a friend or tell the group chat or send me a screenshot of your friend saying thank you for telling me about the lounge because the lounge is a members only place. Having the link gets you membership but we close the door behind you so there's no complaint remember you can complain about anything you'd like and you will not be judged you'll be judged let me let me let me backtrack you're gonna be judged we're all judged we are all having judgment day but we will commiserate we will love you our judgment will be smothering it'll be a hug and I'm very excited about today's guest, a hilarious comic. Uh, she has her own podcast that everyone should go listen to. I was just a guest on it, and all of you should go follow immediately. Allie Colbert, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. An honor to be in the lounge today. It's an honor to have you. I, I think you're going to really um, settle in nice here. We have some leather leather couches and soft playing music and you know, and, and books. And, and, and it's really nice to have you here. And everyone needs to go follow Allie at Allie Colbert. She has a podcast, the Allie Colbert podcast, which I was on. How are you? What's going on? I mean, you're coming to us from a very luxurious house in the hills right now. Yes, totally real. This house in the hills. <laughs> it's beautiful. Um, the only thing more luxurious than this house is the lounge itself. Um, yes. And I'm honored to be, uh, you know, zooming in from Los Angeles. Uh, yes, which is well, arguably the capital. Well, you know what? New York is the capital of complaining, but L.A. is probably the capital of things to complain about. Yeah, I would say, you know, L.A. complaints. There's so much to complain about in L.A. New yes. York complaints are like, I, I guess the difference I would say in the L.A. New York complaints are New York complaints are like a like a like a shot. Like it's it's a scream and then we're out. Scream and then we're out. The LA complaint is first we have to start by apologizing and then it's said in a sing-songy way and I don't mean to complain and uh, and it's like get it out already. It's a it's slow okay. death. It's a yes. slow death. New York is like get the fuck out of here. I'm walking here. You know versus the 
you know, I don't mean to be a nudge, but I'm gluten-free and I'm vegan and I just don't, and everything you do is perfect, but this one thing isn't so perfect and I hope you're not offended. You know, it's like a, it's an ooze a of dance. a complaint. Which, it's a dance, a complaint. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I don't need the dance. If you no. got something to complain about, just complain about it. Do it. Have at it. I mean, I would say Boca is where like all the professional complainers move in retirement and they just are practicing on like any issue that they can really hash it out on, like like literally no issues. Because yeah. like even in Boca, there's no like there's nothing that would walk over you to go, I'm walking here. So like right. you're out of that game, but it is really they have that energy there, but with just other things. Totally. Boca becomes this like arena for people that are <laughs> wanting to start a, a safe place to just, you can believe in anything in Boca and still anything get, is a problem in Boca. Yes. <laughs> yes. Anything we could do. Pool chairs. We start with pool chairs is the infamous complaint. That, listen, I mean, the story of my life is being my mom's bodyguard for the chairs that she had acquired at four in the morning. And then I have to defend them when people from the Midwest are like, are you using these? And she's like, that's my people magazine. You know, if, if you weren't seven years old and being sent out before the ass crack of dawn to reserve yes. five chairs with one flip flop and a book, then yes. I, I don't know. I don't know where you're from. This is um, the right of path. That's how you get. That's how they allow you to be bar bar mitzvah. That's you actually have to, instead that's of a part Torah of portion. Yes, you have to get you to know. To yeah, you have to know how to place one flip flop on a chair to acquire land. That's how we do it. So <laughs> that's exactly it. Listen, Allie, I'm so excited to have you in the lounge. We're gonna get to my complaint. We're gonna get to your complaint before we get started. Go follow Allie at Allie Colbert on Instagram, as well as TikTok. She's all over the TikTok. Also, she's got a great podcast. And if you haven't listened to it yet, consider me your aperitif into that world. You go to my episode and you listen and you get a taste of what it's all about. And then you go into the whole library and get subscribed there, the Allie Colbert podcast. I am on the road, people. So if you're listening to this right now, I'm going to be in Salt Lake City, Kansas City, Denver, Columbus, Newark, Madison, just out of the calendar, Tampa, La Jolla, San Diego, people, Nashville, Dayton, Albany, JaredFree.com, JaredFree.com, JaredFree.com. Are you ready for my complaint, Alex? Yes. Yes. I can't wait. Cannot wait. Okay. Hit the music. Jared, he has some problems. Jared, he's got some issues to do. Get off his chest right now. Jared has a lot of issues. Jared has a issue with a lot of things that we can discuss. Can you relate to the problem now? Okay, here's my complaint. There's nothing that drives me more crazy than when headlines treat the readers as if we're losers. And I'm going to give you an example. I'm here at Pop Sugar UK. Pop Sugar is a place that reports on pop culture items. Now, this is the UK version. So it is going to report more on British celebrities. Now, here's the headline. 
Emma Watson made a rare public appearance and treated us to three spellbinding looks. What what kind of loser sees Emma Watson out in public and is like, a rare sighting as if she's an endangered bird. This person leaves the house. Stop acting like Emma Watson doesn't leave. She leaves the house. She gets groceries. She goes to the store. She goes to the bar, the pub, as you call it. She goes and eats. She's not locked at home under house arrest. And then when you say, treated us, treated us to three. I hate, like, and again, treated us. To me, this is anti-woman. This is misogynistic uh, writing as if women need another woman to to treat them to looks so that they don't look like dumpy losers when they leave the house. Maybe they can learn from one of the elites. Do you feel this way that I do? That You're you're right. That to- I didn't even catch that, that undertone. Treated us. It. Yeah, oh, treated us. If you didn't treat me, I would just be here sitting in a pile of my own shit. Dressing in rags. (laughs) Thank God you showed me the way. Now I can finally put on some blush and get out of my house. Yes, exactly. And it's like, and then to call them spellbinding, now they're just, they're just, you you know, they're they're using the drug of nostalgia. They're trying to say, well, you liked Harry Potter. It's all so magical. No, it wasn't magical. Emma Watson has a fashion, uh, has a stylist. She has a makeup artist. She has a hairstylist. She has all of these things. It's not spellbinding at all. It isn't, you know, uh, it isn't Calabajal and Whippity-Doo and Bippity-Boppity-Boo. No, it is money. It is people with jobs that deserve credit. And also, we don't have the money to hire these people. So don't right. talk to us like, oh, she treated us with some some new looks you can go try with your crayons on your face at home. No, we can't. We don't have the money. We don't have the people. She's a normal person. She's a human walking on earth just like the rest of us. She didn't treat us to shit. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think that's a big thing that we underestimate or don't always consider with celebrities when we say, God, they look like this. They look like that. When Kim Kardashian yes. comes out with these intense looks, you know, this is like if you focused all of the energy you had on your nine to five on what to wear to go get coffee. You could come Abs- up with a good look fucking too. This is not where our money and time and resources are going. And that's the thing. They're saying it's a rare public appearance. And it's like, oh, she came out of the gates of heaven's, of, of, of heaven's clouds to, to greet us. And it's like, you know, she goes and gets coffee too. And they're only reporting, like they're making it sound like her on a red carpet is the only time she's seen out of the house. She would only be seen this way. And it's like, no, we all have jam jams that we leave the house in. Totally. Totally. And she's not getting photographed when she's like that because we can't bippity boppity recognize her dumb ass. (laughs) Allie, do you have a complaint? I have a complaint. I'm switching my complaint just so you know, Jared. Okay, no problem. Hit the music. It's the guest's turn to complain. They're ready to jump in. They've got lots of problems, too. It ain't all about Jared. Let's hear their complaint of the day. Let's hear their complaint of the day. They're invited on the show to have some fun and complain with you. Let's hear that complaint. Okay, go ahead. My complaint is this. I want to make a reservation at a good restaurant without giving you my credit card and social security information. 
could not agree give more. me a break you know how many things i have to commit to in life you got to commit to the person you're going to get married to you're going to commit to buying a house you're going to commit to having a kid i have to commit to going to mr chow's what the fuck is this <laughs> if i now, i want to i want to make a reservation and just see what happens you need my what, my pin number i i totally agree and listen if you are going to take the credit card B, like I don't like when they take the credit card and they don't charge you. Almost like it's a threat. Like they're holding what it like, oh, that? we got your credit card information. No, 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 exactly. If you're gonna take the credit card, fucking charge me. Charge me. Be, be an adult. Be a man, you, you, be a man. Be a man, be, okay, be a man. I didn't wanna, you know, listen, I didn't wanna have to gender this, but yeah, be a man. Own it, yeah, own it. We're taking totally. $50 from you. That's how confident we are that we want you at a restaurant. And it's like, if you can't do that, then let's just leave this as an like a like a like a word of mouth agreement. Let's read the leave this at handshake. You're right. You're right. And half of the restaurants that do this take your card and say, you know, we don't have a uh, like a harsh policy or like just cancel before 24 hours. They don't even tell you the penalty. What are you Tinder swindling me? You're gonna yeah, call the- and say, I need money for my enemies now. Yeah, this is this is a huge issue, and it does feel like hey, I and then also the idea that I have to take my wallet out to find out what my pin is or the code is or whatever it is. And it's like, this was more than I ever thought I was signing up for. And it's yes. like, at this point, I need you. If you want my credit card and you're not going to take money, you don't have the confidence to do that. Someone from that's been to the restaurant needs to call me and let me know this is a good idea. Like, I need to be encouraged. Because well, I want to see a pitch I've, deck about why yeah. I should go to this restaurant. <laughs> yeah, I, I need, you know, I, I'm already wavering on this decision. Right. Listen, I I totally agree. Most of I've, the time, it talks me out of going to the restaurant. I'll go, oh, they want my card. They have this bull. I'm like, I'll find somewhere else. I don't want to go find my wallet and do this whole thing. I once gave my credit card. I got super drunk, and I was like, I'm going to go to this great restaurant. It was in Philly. Mm-hmm. And I'm not proud of this. And I yeah. had to give my credit card, and they did charge me. And then the day of, I called them, and I was like, hey, I made this reservation. I can't do this. And they were like, well, we have seatings. And I was like, they're like, this is a, I guess it was a, it was one of those sushi where they keep bringing it out. What's it called? Omakase. Nothing makes me feel more Jewish than when I say omakase. Like, (laughs) omakase. Yeah, that's so. (laughs) Omakase is a nightmare for Jews because the entire premise is couched in no modifications. None. Which are, Two words that you cannot say to a Jew without starting the next world war. I do trust Asians with my stomach decisions. Yes. Generally, because, you know, I think that's the reason Jews love Asian food so much is that it doesn't really no, not a lot of heavy creams. They, you know, if it's spicy, it's really set on there. They're like, this mm-hmm. is spicy shit. Beware, Jews. But I totally agree with you. The omakase experience is not very Jewish. And but I, they they basically were like they were like, "Well, it's $250 for a two-person reservation." And I go, and it was the day of a snowstorm. I go, "Listen, there's a snowstorm. I don't think I can make it. I got shows. I was supposed to come at 5. I'm not going to make it." They were like, "Well, we can give you a gift certificate to another time." I'm like, "That's not what I want. That is not no. what I'm looking for." And it's also like Don't they're, pretend they're that's res- a gift. Yeah, 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 and their their response is that well, we've we've already taken into it. We purchased for your meal. And it's like, well, are you saving that food for when I come back on a Wednesday? Like, like, like that's not getting refrigerated. You're not tossing that in the freezer. 
Right. You're a restaurant. Did you did you rent that space for me to for me to sit there tonight? Would you have not made rent if I didn't show up? Give me a break. Yeah. So, Allie, thank you for coming on. Everyone go follow Allie Colbert at Allie Colbert on Instagram. Go follow on TikTok. Go follow the Allie Colbert podcast. Go follow. Go go listen to my episode. Fantastic show. Are you ready to hear some emails? Let's do it. (laughs) So you send them in. To J Train Podcast at gmail.com, J Train Podcast at gmail.com. And I want you to title it Luxury Lounge so I know to get it, to put it in the Luxury Lounge box. Just know it's, it's a one man show here, people. So title it Luxury Lounge and let's, let's do this Luxury Lounge, fake gifts. Mm. J Train, feather, feather. I have a luxury lounge issue that begins as luxury and ends in trash. My mother has gifted my sister and me with our grandmother's rubies, gold, and silverware. She announced to me that these are really expensive things and I should care for them. I took the ruby and diamond gold ring to the local jewelry store to see if I could adjust the sizing. The jeweler asked what I wanted to do with the cute costume jewelry, she writes in capitals. Mortified, I took my jewels back and went to another friend's jeweler to see if they said the same. Yup, all fake. I then took the box of my great-grandmother's actual silver, silverware, to my mother-in-law. She's an antique dealer. And with one test, she showed me once again, all fake. So fake that she suggested it would be good silverware to use when we eat on the deck outside. Oh, <laughs> what a passive-aggressive mother-in-law. Oh, you should eat that with the pigs outside. That silverware looks fine for an outdoor event. Sometimes my mom references these items in a dreamy fog of how much they are probably worth. Do I tell her that plastic forks and costume jewelry is fake or let her live thinking, let her live life thinking she's essentially paid for my kid's college? Eating on the back deck with great grands forks. What do you think, Allie Colbert? This is, this is tragic. It, it it is tragic, and it you know it's one of these things where I wouldn't even understand not telling this to my mother. Like in my family, every single relative of mine would know about this in five seconds. <laughs> I would send out an email like right. grandma's a, grandma's a cheap a cheapskate. All of her shit yeah. is fake, and we would forward <laughs> that to the extended family. Everyone needs to know this immediately. Yeah, this is, I, I totally agree with you. Um, this is one of those things that like, yeah, I don't know if this is a Jewish thing, but like, we gonna fuck with grandma about this. You know, like yeah. we we now got something on her. This is gonna be hilarious. We're gonna laugh about it. We are gonna make fun of them. Um, it is It is a little tragic to look back. And, you know, this to me is a metaphor for the internet. Like you used to think, all my stories and jokes were my own. My life was so individual. I was a special snowflake. And then the internet happens and you realize everyone had the same experiences no matter where they were from. Subtle changes. You know, the, 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 the special, you know, the cookies grandma made with the sea salt. Not that fucking special. We're all doing sea salt. Flaky salt exists everywhere. You know, uh, you know, all this right. shit wasn't just your own. It was passed on and it has seeped through the culture. And for this, you kind of look back at first and you're like, oh man, we were losers the whole time. Like right. grandma thought she was sitting there with the king's jewels. And the embarrassing part is really over. It, the embarrassing part is the you going to the jeweler and going, yeah, you got uh, about 20 bucks here. And then the other embarrassing part is the mother-in-law. We've passed that. 
But yeah. now the fun begins of fucking with grandma until the day she dies, right? I, I agree. I think there's one outstanding question, which is, is your grandma purposefully uh, lying to the family to make herself look good or look this a certain way? Or was she herself swindled? Who Who is... Yeah, I, I you're right. Who was the first to be emotionally damaged enough to serve this lie to a group of people who was so self-conscious of their public standing and where they stood in society economically to really so i think you got to work your way up the up the chain you got to start with fucking with mom mom's got to find out first we get to grant because mom might say hey listen Grandma's always been weird about money and class and this was all she had. Let's not do it. Or she goes, oh, I got to fuck with grandma. You got to go up the line is is the way we got to do this. There's a there's a there's an order of operations. There's a PEMDAS to this. thing. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Exactly that. I mean, I see possibility if we get mom involved, there's possibility for a really big, fun prank. Yes, and, and and here's the other thing. Here's the real problem. What yeah. she wrote at the end is totally true. She's th- you know, do we let do we tell her that with plastic forks and costume jewelry are fake, or does she live thinking that she's essentially paid for my kid's college? If she believes this is a big item that she gave you, there are other big items that may be given out that you are missing out on. She might right. think. That Don't the blow jewels, your load. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, uh, the load has been blown because <laughs> she might think, she might have said, she might have done like the pie chart. She's like, okay. Right. Um, this grandkid gets the money. That grandkid gets the rubies. That grandkid gets the silverware. And they're counting them as equal when now grandkid with the hard, cold cash is is the only one that got paid. So you only might two Jews would say you need to get a refund on your inheritance. <laughs> you need to com- file a complaint, ask well, for an exchange. <laughs> I love that this person was like, "Yeah, I went to go get it sized and that's how I found out." No, no, no. no. You want to go find yeah. out what the fuck are we dealing with? <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. J- Tr- exactly. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Allie Colbert. Go follow at Allie Colbert. Go, 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 go. So funny, hilarious luxury lounge. Split fees. Jared, this happened last night and I immediately thought of you. My friend and I went out to this new restaurant in town. We've eaten at once or tw- once a week for the past three weeks. What? What? What do we do? Try it once and get the fuck out of there. My friend and I went out to the new restaurant in town we've eaten at once a week for the past three weeks. It's ridiculous. Enough already. Uh, we we were <laughs> <laughs> enough already. What are you doing? What it's town enough. is this? Yeah, we were looking forward to getting our usual small charcuterie board, a salad, and our two pastas. We go we go to order and the waitress informs us that the menu has changed. They got rid of the small board in the seven days since we had last been there. This was annoying since the medium board is $10 more, but we agreed to order. We then order our salad and a pasta for each of us. Dinner was fine, but we received the bill and notice a split fee for the salad, which we were not charged for the past two times. I can see if we were only getting the salad as our meal, but we ordered a $30 charcuterie board and two $20 pastas. So why was a split fee necessary? Also, why are we deleting things from our menu less than a month after opening? Looking forward to hearing your thoughts. What do we think, Ellie Colbert? 
So first of all, why are you frequenting this restaurant every single day of your life? And then come yeah. this restaurant opened four weeks ago. They're working out the kinks. The fact that yeah. you've taken it upon yourself to become an employee is concerning. <laughs> but I'm not into splitting, splitting. The splitting fee is bullshit. There, I'm sharing yes. food. I'm sharing food. That's the joy of being alive. You there, gonna charge me every time I share food. Yeah, you're getting to know someone through the plate, and that's a that's called love. And they really hate love. They're charging you for love. Now, right. I I here's there's two problems here. It's one is Ali, you couldn't be more right to go somewhere three times in a month. Um, my dad has a saying: you can never repeat. And what they're trying to do is they had a good experience the first time and they're like, this is our new place. You can't expect that the place you had the first time, you, you took the adventure once. Trust that the adventure will serve you again. So to this person, to go to a place twice in a month, I'd be like, chill out. Three times in three weeks on their first month of opening, let this place breathe a bit. Give them an opportunity. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Let the place breathe. Give it a give it a fucking minute, you know? And because at the very same time, like the you know, like they are working shit out and they're getting their costs in order. So that's where I'll give empathy to the restaurant. They they opened up being like, if this many people show up and they order this many things, we will do this. Now, here's my other problem. No restaurant should offer a charcuterie board as an offering. It is a horrible order. It is something that is overpriced. If you can make it at home, you shouldn't order it at a restaurant. And maybe you can or you, maybe you're like, "Well, I can make chicken noodle soup." Well, no, you can't. You're not that good at it. The restaurant's going to do it better. They are pros at it. That's a different story. If literally the restaurant can't do better than you, you shouldn't be ordering it at the restaurant. Now they said they want, now the split fee, I agree. The fact that the split fee is just a split fee, we can't have fees exist in a vacuum. Right. It's one thing if two women come, they get two glasses, they get a glass of wine each to catch up and a charcuterie board to pick at. Then I get the split fee. I actually get it. I go, okay. We got to do something. We can't just have everyone sitting here like it's Barnes and Nobles all day long. You know, we can't have a Starbucks policy. We have to, uh -huh. we got to move merch. So I think the split fee should only exist orders under $20. If you split, we will charge a $10 split fee. I think that's fair. I think that's, okay, I could get around to that. You know, yeah. I would agree with you on charcuterie board. If the only step in the recipe is slicing, you don't yes. need to order it at a restaurant. <laughs> no. There's no recipe for a charcuterie board. It's taking out <clears throat> a knife and cutting. That is the entire recipe. It, it's like, you know, you know, it's like um, and people with people. This might be triggering to some people hate this phrase, but like, is the food worth it? And I know people like that, like have trouble with food stuff. They're like, N everything's worth it. Well, some bread baskets aren't worth it to me. I would look at some bread baskets and I'm like, I'm just not, this isn't where I'm doing my bread. This isn't totally. where it's happening. Yeah. And, and this is the same goes for charcuterie. This isn't worth it. It's not worth the money. JTrainPodcast.gmail.com. Go ahead. I feel, I feel the same. I feel the same. I, the splitting fees are frustrating. 
The J Train is brought to you by Upstart. If you have multiple credit card balances each month and are only paying the minimums, barely making a dent in your credit card debt, it can be discouraging. Upstart can help you pay off your existing debt quickly so you can feel like you're finally getting ahead. I'm going to tell you right now. This is a simple equation. You are paying a, ra- a rate. If you have a debt out there, the rate you're paying it might be lower with Upstart. That's all you got to do. And that's like finding money in your pocket. So you can compare your rate that you're currently paying to the rate that Upstart's going to give you. And if it's better for you, then look at that. You've saved some money. Over a million people have used Upstart to get one fixed monthly payment with a clear payoff date. Upstart's know knows you're more than just your credit score. So rather than looking at your credit score alone, Upstart's model considers factors like your income and employment to find you a smarter rate for your loan. And Upstart lets you check your rate without impacting your credit score in just five minutes with loans ranging from $1,000 to $50,000. You can even receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash JTrain. That's upstart.com slash JTrain. Don't forget to use my URL to let them know I sent you. Here's the fine print. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash JTrain. The JTrain Podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Relationships take work. A lot of us will drop anything to go help someone we care about, but how often do we give ourselves the same treatment? You have to invest in yourself. For me, working out or buying some new sneakers is an investment in myself. BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to take care of your most important relationship, the one you have with yourself. I'm going to tell you right now. The hardest part about finding help is where to find it, who to, who to go to. And, and, and you get in your own head, you go, I'm not going to just Google therapy. That's not what you want to do. You want to go to a place that you can trust, a place that you can look to, a place that will differentiate based on what you're looking for. Whether it's hitting the gym, making time for your haircut, or even trying therapy, you are your greatest asset. So invest the time and effort into yourself like you do for other people. I'm telling you right now, I just love that BetterHelp Online Therapy makes it easier for you to get into it. Because there's so, you know, you don't have to go to the, go to the office. There's no waiting room. It's just right there. You on your computer. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. The J Train is sponsored by BetterHelp and listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash J Train. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash J Train jtrainpodcast at gmail.com yeah no, no you're right it is frustrating because they do the cork fee the cork fee the cork fee okay corking fee if it's a BYO place I go okay here's the deal we've made you're gonna let us get fucked up you're gonna like pour the wine there's actual things that go with that the splitting fee I guess they split it onto two plates for you like right. I, I guess I don't know yeah. jtrainpodcast at gmail.com jtrainpodcast at gmail.com here with Allie Colbert, go follow immediately Allie Colbert on Instagram and TikTok. Allie Colbert podcast, so good, so funny. Luxury Lounge, happy birthday, Tex. When's your birthday, Allie? September 18th. Okay, mine's February 21st. Some people who listen to this podcast as well as you up know it's the, we have dubbed it the worst day of the year um, due to a fun inside joke, but let's read it. Jared, here's my luxury complaint. My birthday was yesterday. 
Happy birthday. I appreciate close friends texting me to wish me a happy birthday. However, each year I dread the text from I get from acquaintances and people I haven't talked to in years. For example, an old coworker of mine texts me every year to say happy birthday. But after I respond saying thank you, I always get a follow-up text asking, how you been? This year was no different. And to be honest, I then walk around all day with this text hanging over my head because I know I need to respond and I have no idea what to really say to this open-ended question, nor do I really care to ask them how they are doing and then get to get into a back-and-forth text conversation. I also got a text from a roommate of mine from five years ago asking, how are you, after she wished me a happy birthday. The text directly above that was her wishing me a happy birthday from last year, which was the last time we talked. Save it, people. If you're going to text, Please just leave it at happy birthday and let actually let it actually be a happy birthday for me. Thanks for letting me air this grievance. Allie Colbert, go ahead. I have a rule with birthday messaging, mm. and the rule is if they're a close loved one, they're calling you. I pick up the mm. phone. Any text on my birthday, I will choose to answer not on the day of my birthday. My birthday is not about responding. My birthday is about me doing whatever I want. And by the way, if you're this. responding on your birthday... Stop being so available on your fucking birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do your no, thing it, on your birthday. It is your right to be unavailable on your birthday. Um, I did a tweet about this, I think, on my la- last year, basically saying, if the last text is a happy birthday, let's just agree we're acquaintances and we're done. We're done. If, you, if the last text you see is happy birthday, thank you. We are done as friends. We have moved to acquaintances. I will nod at you in a hallway. Like, we are done. Exactly. We yes. have moved on to hallway nod level of appreciation for one another. 100%. And also, this is the place that Facebook has taken. I get, you know, Facebook happy birthdays, I look at them and my mind is blown by the people. It has become, you know what this is? This is other people's OCD becoming your problem. They see, a, a you know, every now and again I see on Facebook the birthdays pop up and I go, good for that person. I, and then some people see that and it's like that little red notification dot in the corner and they have to act on it. It is their problem. And then they go, and then when they follow up with the how are you, it is them trying to apologize to themselves. This is all their issues. It's their psychosis. And they're going, well, I can't just come with a happy birthday. I have to ask how they're doing. And what I would write back in these scenarios, and, and, and I, I'm with Allie. Do not get back right away. I would write back. Everything is going great. Hope all is well with you. Boom. Perfect. Boom. Then if they're really a fucking crazy person, they write back, everything has been okay. And then they give you the update like it's their Christmas letter. Fine. But then it's over. You've done your due diligence. It's it's good to go. We and you don't have to respond if they have the thousand questions. You're done here. You've said hope all is well. They gave you the report if they're crazy or they don't answer at all and they you know they do you a favor, right? Nail on the head. I, I honestly, if you are using a happy birthday to transition that into a catch up on someone's birthday, Mm-mm. that is selfish. Very. I've I've seen worse. I've seen happy birthday texts translated into. When are we making plans? No, you don't yeah, plan that on your is birthday. infuriating, and and also we're the ones supposed to get gifts on our birthday. That is us giving you a gift. When can we hang? Oh, when can I hang with you? Well, I'll, that is the that is the birthday person 
should get the right of refusal. So they, listen, that's okay. If someone wished me a happy birthday, hey man, it has been forever. We gotta catch up. I think that's okay. That's even, that's all like, you you know, if that person thought of me, I, I, on the other end, if I was wishing someone a happy birthday, that was kind of like whatever about, I'd be like, God damn it, they got me. I, right. I mean, but you're the one that made this happen. You started this mess. Yeah, uh, totally, totally. Birthdays are not for catching up, making plans. Happy birthday, no. get in, get out. Yeah, thanks for the happy birthday. I'll be now spending it with my loved ones. You are not one of them. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Allie Colbert. At Allie Colbert on Instagram, Luxury Lounge, Destination Wedding Woes. Have you been invited to Destination Weddings? Not yet. No, not yet. Not, not yet. yet. How no. old are you, Allie? 28. 28? No Destination Weddings. All you my lucky friends are like son old of a spinsters. Bitch. No, I'm, I'm going to get one. I think I have one coming up. Destination Weddings are the responsibility you never asked for. And then you end up, ha- you know, it's like a, resp- it's, you know what it's like? It's like a friend going, we should volunteer. And you go, you know, we should. And then they go, okay, I'm going this Friday. And you go, oh God. Uh, like, you know, it's like they roped you into something and then you do the volunteer work and you go, you know what? That does feel nice. I should do this more. And then you never do it again. That right. is what it is. So this person wrote, hi, Jared. I was recently invited to a wedding during quote unquote peak season in Naples. Naples isn't cheap. Naples is the, I would say the waspy version of Boca. Like if you put it, it, you know, like when they have Bizarro Seinfeld, like that episode where it's like the Bizarro Jerry, the Bizarro world. Naples is the Bizarro world of Boca because it's (laughs) non-Jews and it's like very much, you're like, oh, this is, you're like, it's, it's, it's the world without, you know, the complaints are different. The, the, the food is different. Right. The, you know, the beach chairs are different, it, but it's all very similar. <laughs> you, okay. Yeah. So the, the, the first luxury problem is that the wedding itself and all wedding weekends events will take place at the Ritz Carlton where rooms are 900 a night. I know this Ritz. It is very expensive all year round, even with the group discount they put in quotes. This is out of reach for many guests. So most have scattered and found other places to stay in the general area. General area. Now everyone will end up spending a good portion of the weekend schlepping back and forth to events instead of having fun and spending time with the bride and groom and other guests. Moreover, to save money, the couple have planned the wedding for a Sunday evening. Mm. This means guests need to stay an extra night and take even more time off of work. I'm sure it's expensive to host a wedding at the Ritz in Naples in March on any day of the week, and I'm sure it will be beautiful, but why does this have to become the guest's problem? Thank you for letting uh, for creating the lounge as a safe place for these sort of issues. Listening to your guests relate to every complaint without judgment is refreshing and entertaining. So what do you think about this? I, I, I'm total agreement with them. Don't make your... Listen, if you can't, if you can't afford it, that ain't our issue. You know, right. your Sunday night wedding, like I want, you know, if you're going to, you don't get it all. You can't have it all. You can't have, you know, the two bedroom apartment and the garage and the security. You got to have maybe a one bedroom with no garage and a security. And it's like, if you want to have the, 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 the Ritz Carlton wedding, oh, and it's going to be Sunday night and you can't stay here. And you know what? We're going to put out a slop bucket for the people who can't afford this at the rehearsal dinner because we can't afford a buffet. Like, what? where does it end, right, Allie? Right. 
I mean, I think that if you're if you're so committed to the Ritz and this and that, another one of those unspoken commitments is that you truly don't care if everyone can make it. That yeah, this is true. for you. And if people say that's not going to happen for me, you get to be okay with that because these are it, the choices you're making. Here's the problem. Here's the real issue. It's twofold. One, the best destination weddings are when the whole when you become your own summer camp when everyone gets to be at one hotel amongst everyone you know jordana abraham my co-host for you up hers was a destination wedding and i would say the best part was that everyone was at the same hotel there was a personality that got developed over the weekend this offers no personality there's different hotels we're basically at just it, it could be in new jersey it could be in florida all that changed is the amount of money we had to spend. Right. Here's here's the second issue. We're all narcissists. We're all the star of our own movie. If you want to make it a little less, you know, psychological, like uh, narcissist is a heavy word. So let's make it less than that. We're all the star of our own movie. When you receive a wedding invitation, the first thing you think is, oh, they need me there. No matter how low on the list you are, it doesn't right. matter if you're the last invite or the first invite. You're like, oh, I, they're going to be so mad if I say no to this. And the reality is a, sometimes and when people have destination weddings, they'll they'll openly say they'll openly say, no, we had a destination wedding so we could get the gift and no one will show up. We don't have to pay. And when people have weddings, they they have wedding planners tell you they're like if you invite this many this many will show up we've done the math over years and years and there I had a friend tell me he was like it's eerie how right they are it's like it's like Vegas point wow you know, it's like Vegas odds makers they're like money they ball. So, <laughs> yeah they are so close to what the actual number is that what I would say to people. And this should be the norm from now on. If I'm going to start something, if this is my legacy, what a legacy this would be. We should have color-coded invitations. All wedding invitations should be color-coded. I don't know how we do it, how subtle you want to make it, but like blue means you better fucking be. No, red means you better fucking be there. While white, we'll make an American flag. White means... It's we're gonna wonder why. Blue means no harm, no foul. Wow. You, yeah. That's cool. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think this is I think let's just be honest. Let's just we communicate about honest. everything else. Let's put it out there. Let's put it out there. Let people know how important their invite was. You you know, and listen, this changes. There are people out there that get invited to weddings because they are they're party starters. There's party starters yeah. out there. And yeah. you that makes that might mean you get a lot of white invitations. Now there's other people who are party downers. You may never receive a red invitation. And no matter how close you are, you might be the person's brother. They might be like, "No, listen, you're a white. Like we can we'll be cool." Yeah, I I mean this re this is reminding me of uh, have you seen Curb Your Enthusiasm latest season? I, the the middle of the table middling. people. Middling. Yeah, the middling. Some people can middle. Some yes. people cannot. Yes. If you're and a middle, it's a different thing you're bringing to the party. You're really performing a service. This is, and, and you know how they have those little inserts inside the, like with the, you know, and this is where our rehearsal dinner will take place. And remember to wear this. 
The insert will give you the color code. If you right. received a blue invitation, we are totally fine with you sending your gift and not coming. We'd actually prefer it. This was a gesture. <laughs> We'd prefer it. <laughs> the J Train Podcast is brought to you by Brooke Linen. Winter hibernation may be behind us, but a good night's sleep is always in season. You deserve the best, and Brooke Linen has you covered with a lineup of cozy essentials made for relaxation. People, I love Brooke Linen. I mean, it's got Brooke Linen used to just be on podcasts, and now my mom's asking about it. So it's beautiful stuff that's comfy and cozy, and it's a great way to turn your home into its own very own spa hotel experience. Brooklyn and Sheets were inspired by the dreaminess of hotel bedding to help you get you your best rest night at home. No late checkout required. By working directly with suppliers, Brooklyn and cuts out the markups and passes those savings back to their customers. So you get their incredible products at a reasonable cost. Gone are the days of sourcing the web to put together your dream space. Brooklyn and started with five-star bedding and now offers all the elements to elevate your space. That's right. All the essentials of home in one place. It doesn't get any easier than that. There's a reason Brooklyn and has over 100,000 five-star reviews and counting. I love Brooklyn and the website's easy. So many great items that can make your home just more comfortable. And for a limited time, Brooklinen is offering a free gift with purchase. If you miss out, you can use promo code JTRAIN20 anytime for $20 off of your purchase of $100 or more at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Promo code JTRAIN20. Head to brooklinen.com for your free gift with purchase today. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com here with Allie Colbert go follow immediately at Allie Colbert luxury lounge vegan does not equal healthy Jared an esteemed guest biggest fan of the pod you might as well be a modern day philosopher and the amount that I reference your dating theories around my with with the amount you I date I reference your dating theories my my friend well get ready to tell him about my color-coded invite option I've been trying to clean up my eating to lose some residual holiday pudge, but dining out is a huge aspect of my social life that I'm not willing to give up. However, every time that I Google or Yelp health food near me or healthy restaurants in the East Village, every single restaurant recommendation is for a vegan or vegetarian restaurant. I'm sick and tired of people equating plant-based diets with clean eating. I doubt the stupid vegetarian lasagna is that much healthier than the meat-based substitute. All I'm looking for is a restaurant that's with some decent salad options and maybe a chicken and veggie entree, not a carb-heavy vegetarian menu that is masquerading as health food. I hope you and your guests can commiserate. Sincerely, sick of the plant-based agenda. What do you think, Alec? Oof. I mean, look, I totally get this. Uh, two, two things. One is that I understand you'll once in a while meet a vegetarian mm. who every meal they eat is pasta. Mm. I don't know what that diet is, but it's not yeah. working for me. I don't get that. I yeah. don't. I agree that vegan is not necessarily healthy. But I will say that based on what you're looking for, a salad and ch a chicken with vegetables, you can create that order at any restaurant if you have the right yes. personality. I'm gonna, I, I totally agree with you. And here's the thing. I will commiserate with this person. When you go on the road, we know when we go on the road, go do stand-up comedy, the options are limited. You know, it's limited. every, I mean, you're, I, and so I'm going to give a plug because helpful for me, but I would say you should reach out to a registered nutritionist, dietitian, someone with credentials, 
Alex Turoff, A-L-I-X underscore Turoff is someone that I have leaned on heavily. She's amazing. And what she will do, and what she has kind of taught me is any restaurant, can you can make it happen at any restaurant. That should be freeing. That should be depressing. That should be inspiring. All three. Yeah, yeah. Freeing because go wherever you want. Inspiring because, hey, you might get to go to some new places that are pretty great and try some new things. Depressing because you can't order everything on the menu. That right. fucking sucks. Right. And when I, when I, when what Alex has done for me, and I don't know if she'll do this. I, I think if you sign up with her, she'll be able to do this for you. And I'm sure she would be happy to if you sign up for her program and and get with what she's doing at Alex underscore Turoff Alex with an I. What what it, she, I'll say to her, I am in. I'm going to be in Omaha, Nebraska. I'm going to be in Salt Lake City, Utah this weekend. Okay, I will give her the address of my hotel. She will then say, here's five restaurants. And then here are the things on the menu you can get. Wow. What a service. What a service. Because now that takes the choice out of it. Now I'm not sitting there. Because I know what this woman is talking about. With the vegetarian restaurants, you end up there and you go, well, I'm at a vegetarian restaurant. I'll get their salad and then I'll get a side falafel. Oh, and they have French fries. We're at the healthy restaurant. This is the embassy. I'm on, right. I'm on healthy land. And it's like, mm-hmm. no. Right. No, you right. can fuck up well, here healthy, just like you can fuck up anywhere else. Healthy is different than weight conscious. Also, that's Very totally true. different. Being Very plant-based true. might be good for you, but you're not losing. You're not putting your body in a place to lose weight by being plant-based. Like there are nuances in this. Yes. And here's the thing about plant-based. Um, well, I'm not going to speak for plant-based. I will say that part of what I'm told to order at these restaurants is something that will fill me up. So, when you go to the plant-based place and just get the salad that they have and it doesn't have, you know, uh, the appropriate, you know, um, protein that keeps right. your stomach working and makes you, your mind connect to your stomach to believe that you're full. And that's my problem. Like I come home and I start eating popcorn and it's mindless, mindless, mindless. Now I'm literally have eaten a drum a a a a a a garbage drum of popcorn because the mind doesn't connect to my stomach because i'm still chewing 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 popcorn's my issue too these issues can be averted if you're at a restaurant that has the protein with the vegetable with the extra side vegetable like when i go to these places i say to alex i go what's a what's a side i can get like i i want to know the exact and give me the I don't need option one through 10. I need option one through three because mm-hmm. I can't handle it. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Let me ask you. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Let no, me please. ask you, what is, your, what is your healthy sushi order? So this is something I've gone back and forth with on with Alex. Here's what I get at sushi now when I'm being yeah. healthy. When I'm being yeah. healthy because there's two different types of sushi. Right. There's the, there's like, we don't give a shit sushi which in you know in my life i have referred to as healthy it was not i was eating literally sushi like m&ms so like this is not you know so she was like she told me for my goals and again these are my goals these aren't for everyone i get 12 pieces of salmon sashimi i get sashimi yeah. I get a side of rice, which Alex said, when you get a side of rice, it's the perfect portion. Like, that's the right amount of rice. Like, 
believe me, I yeah. get that side of rice. I double up sometimes, but I when I'm when I'm being healthy, one side of rice, twelve pieces of salmon sashimi. I get a side salad and a miso soup. It's a big meal. That's a big meal. Yeah. But that's but someone will go. Well, I want differentiation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I want to feel full. That's all I care about in that situation. Sushi's tough to feel full on, so I was curious. But yeah, what are you getting? Well, I would get a. I mean. I'll get a spicy tuna roll, obviously. Mm-hmm. But if the mayo is like crazy, I know we enter like junk food sushi category. Sure. Well, that's it. Listen, know. and both are both are fun. You know, both one's more fun. fun than the other. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. J Train Podcast at Gmail.com. J Train Podcast at Gmail.com. Luxury Lounge. Office Lingo. Jared, thanks for giving us a safe space to complain. My complaint is about annoying corporate lingo. Everyone knows some of the classic terms like let's circle back and move the needle or let's take this offline. But my coworkers have taken things to a new level of annoying and seem to have created their own terms that have spread around the office. For example, some people say, let's signal check with them on this. Signal check. <laughs> Why not just say check? Another new one I've heard is let's parking lot this, meaning put it to the side and talk about it later. (laughs) She writes, I guess. It's also annoying because they use these terms a lot. These terms give me an immediate headache and I'm tired of people using obnoxious corporate lingo for things that could easily use a normal word. Signs stop trying to make fetch happen. I totally agree. Now they're just doing things that sound like they would be corporate speak. Horrendous. Horrendous. So like, unnecessary. It's so, well, this is my problem with all office cultures. Everyone just wants to sound like they are an operating healthy adult. And that's the great reveal of growing up is that like some of these people that like are older and have gray in their hair are fucked up and don't know what the fuck they're doing with their lives and they're just trying to get through a day so it's like that so they create new terms like hey let's signal check this for the parking lot and do a run around you know the the stairway and elevate you know all day long you eat doritos for dinner you're you're alone you have seven cats you can parking lot all you want uh, yeah no phrase or term is gonna make up for where life has brought you yeah right. this is this is insane and i just love the fact that they're using language that just sounds it's like it's like it just sounds like it's it's office ish you know it's like the perfect amount of like cheesy and like yeah, lingo-y. It, it's really like a cocktail of hell. Yeah, and it's it's really self-elevation. That's what they're mm-hmm. trying to do. They're trying to let you know that they are Mr. or Mrs. Office. I'm Mr. Work, and I get my stuff done. So let's signal check this back in the needle and the move. In the, you know, it's just like, per your request, ha- you know, happy Friday. Like, I would go the other way. I would just start talking like a monster at work. Like, <laughs> you good with that? Hit me. Yeah. I don't even, I don't even fu- know how to go so far. In right? Hey, I don't give a fuck about this now. Let's do it later. Like, like Nah. Nah. <laughs> JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. Now, Allie, I have a screenshot email I want to do with yeah. you. You ready? Yes. Let's do it. It'll be our last one. I, I your Your email kicked back to me before, so... I have to get your email again. I, f- I screwed it up. So I'm going to forward it to you now. Okay. 
and it's a bunch of attachments. I don't think we're going to do them all the attachments because some of the, this does involve real people, but I'm going to send all the attachments to you. Okay. Okay. I'm sending now. It, it kicked back to me because I put in the wrong email before. So I'll read the email while you get this email. Ready? This yeah, you blood. emailed it. You got it, right? No, I don't have it. Hold on. Here, let me chat you to make sure you have my right. Yeah? Yeah, that's the Okay, one got it. Got it, just okay. now. Here we go. Okay, and I think this is a great topic. This is called Luxury Lounge, Other People's Babies. Jared, an awesome guest, huge fan of all things Jared, stand-up specials, you up, etc. I'll jump into my complaint. I've noticed a new social media trend slash social obligation that sucks. I'm not sure if it's age-related or a sign of the times, but suddenly my friends are posting about slash announcing other people's babies. Hey, somehow I'm expected to be interested in this information. Just this morning, my college friend texted the group chat about her sibling, who I've never met, getting pregnant with their second baby. I attached the screenshots. All right. I'll be the annoying friend. You be the emailer. You ready? Yep. Life update. I'm going to be an aunt again. My brother Brian and his wife Katie just announced they are pregnant. It'll be a boy due in August. Heart emoji. Aw, yay, more babies. Congrats to them. And then so someone fun. else. Yeah, this, that was someone else on the group chat. Okay, this person writes, I mean, I complied and wrote back something nice, but I faked it. I barely, yeah, this is like the, the fake orgasm of text. Like, more babies. Like, I barely get excited. I barely get excited when my best friends get pregnant because I know I now have to share them with the baby. But now <laughs> I have to share. I can't get wine with my friend anymore. She's got to become a fucking mom. But now I'm expected to celebrate this random person. Girls will post other people's babies on Instagram stories too. This has become extremely common and it drives me nuts. We went from birthday Instagram posts to now seeing random strangers baby announcements because your friend is an aunt or an uncle. I'm sorry. Is this all we have to feel excited about anymore? Bring back the vacation brags and sap your relationship post please sincerely i don't care about your brother's baby ali colbert what do you think i could not agree more oh my god i mean i think in general there's something going on with aunts and uncles look i get that you love your niece or nephew but when when you're sharing so many photos of a baby that's not your own take a look in the mirror how much social media attention do you need and this person is right. When you post your braggy vacation pics, at least we get to talk shit about you. When you and, and at least we get to see where you're staying. At least we can ask how'd they afford this shit. They don't they're a fucking assistant. Whose mom or dad paid for this? You give us the gift of talking shit about you. When you post, you know, when you post your relationship post, we get to talk about will they make it? Won't they make it? When you break up, we get to fuck make fun of your stupid relationship post. This is all a gift. The baby. They all look the same. A baby happened. It's not your baby. Your life hasn't changed. We can't talk shit about a baby openly, only in this safe space of the lounge. And it's like, and then I like what this person did. I like that they wrote, yay, more babies. It was them letting them know, we get it. 
you've got more babies. We don't give a shit. I like that passive aggressive nature. I liked it. It was reductive Mm. of human birth. It was was perfect. Yes, it was totally perfect. I mean, if the baby's not yours... Like, it, like the ant thing is such a bizarre way to claim any respo- responsibility for something that you had no part in. And you will ultimately le- play no role in. It's my least favorite dating app thing. Proud aunt. Proud aunt. Proud uncle. It's like, you don't do shit. Like, what, are you, what I always feel the person's trying to do is like letting me know, like, I get it. I'm a big family person. I could take care of a baby. I'm I'm near a baby. It's like what you held it once while while the mom hovered over you and made sure you didn't drop it because you're always drunk. Fuck you. It's worse than a babysitter. You didn't even interview for the job. No, you just happened to get it. You walked in. They go, you're hired. You go, what? But I do. I have to do right. anything. They're like, no. Bring a gift once in a while, and we'll think you're a fucking hero. No, listen. You get one. Instagram post ever the first one the first one I get it that's exciting new nephew new niece fine it can be feed I'll allow the feed wow I'm surprised I'll allow it I'll allow it I am a I'm a just ruler okay after that when we're in second baby territory when we're in the cousin just had a baby my best friend's a mom uh uh-uh post more vacations Podcast at gmail.com Podcast at gmail.com Allie Colbert so fantastic to have you here in the lounge thank you so much thank you so much it's really so cathartic doesn't this feel good everyone great. go follow Allie at Allie Colbert on Instagram also on TikTok such a funny podcast such a funny comedian Allie Colbert uh, podcast is the podcast go 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 to one of her shows I'm Jared Freed we're here every Thursday in the lounge keep sending your emails jtrainpodcast at gmail.com title it luxury lounge and then give us a little ba da to let us know what it is and we'll be back next week boom <laughs>